0: Night. We're taking game night up a notch. Oh boy. Mm. Someone in this room is going to be taken. And it's going to be up to you to find them. It's a murder mystery party. Whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize.
1: You're not going to know what's real and what's fake. Hey, wait a sec. You can't just come in here and break the door. Like... Oh! they so real. Murder, asshole! Help me, please! This Guys, make sure you get a piece of this cheese. No. It's just... The oh. first one that follows us gets shot. Okay, yeah. roger that. You drive safe.
0: It's not it's a, a joke. joke. People are in real danger. Is this gun real? Oh, oh no, Annie. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no. Ben. no. Ben. Ah.
1: Blood! Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
2: Uh, Happy Thanksgiving,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: guys. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Uh, So today we're talking about one of my favorite films from the year 2018, all the way (laughs) back when. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of hard to believe that was 11 months ago. It's crazy. Um, Oh, by the way, before we get started, uh, I believe we have passed the one year of Devin being on the show and haven't talked about it. Oh, you guys, I didn't think you remembered. (laughs)
2: Did you remember? I did remember because we did, a. Uh, I remember we did our Christmas episodes. We did our year-end episodes, and I was like, it has to be about a year now. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, Ryan, I think about it all the time. So yeah, we'll, I'll make good. up for it. It's okay. So, so
1: yeah, I, I think we've had a pretty big year. Uh, we've been pretty Aww. consistent with episodes, so. Uh, we'll yeah, we keep, definitely have been. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep it up. So if you've be, been yeah, with excited. us this long. Uh thanks. And if you don't like <laughs> yeah. Devin being part of the show? Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. Yeah. All right, so today we're talking about a movie that I picked out as my favorite of 2018, which is Game Night starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler and a bunch of other people. Um So yeah, I I didn't see this movie in theaters, but I saw it when it came to home video i think yeah Mm. i i rented it from the library because that's what i do because (laughs) because i I miss blockbuster and it reminds me of the good old days oh um but this is a movie i saw then and absolutely loved for multiple reasons that we will get into um yeah so reason we're doing this this week with thanksgiving coming out is thanksgiving i don't know about you guys but for me a lot of post-meal things for th- for all the holidays or hey let's play a game and most of the time oh, it's a yeah. board game card game so i figured game night is a good it doesn't really play with the holidays that much but it's something that like game night always reminds me of the holidays so like just playing games and all of that so uh let's get into overall impressions of the movie uh devin what did you think
2: oh i loved it so i didn't this was like one of your favorite movies of the year last year. So I ended up watching it based strictly on your recommendation and absolutely loved it. And watched it a second time like a couple hours ago just to make sure I loved it. And I still loved it. So the movie was way funnier than I thought it was going to be given what the premise was. And it had enough of that like dumb psychological, like, is this a game? Is this not a game? That I knew was going to happen because of the trailer. But it was enough that I really liked it.
1: All right. Ryan, what did you think?
0: Well, going into this, completely forgetting that this movie was even made. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll completely <laughs> admit that. Um, yeah, I didn't. Like, I don't I don't remember ever seeing the trailer for this. So when you handed me the Blu-ray before I left uh, the, the last time that, that that we recorded, I was really trying to rack my brain. Like, when did this come out? <laughs> because I couldn't remember oh, no. it. Um,
1: Last year's shows are just a complete blank for you. Yeah, it, it, You don't remember Devin joining us. You don't remember me saying <laughs> this is my favorite of the year.
0: Well, that and this, the the, the, the past couple, uh, like last week and the past couple of days have been kind of topsy turvy. So yeah, there's
1: that. But yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, it um, is the holiday season. It is. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I liked it as much as you two guys did.
2: Oh, I want to talk about that.
1: I, wh- why am I not surprised <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just um, excited because like I've got a I few know, in moments in my mind that this I, was like
2: objectively hilarious so I'm so I've, excited to hear this
0: Um, there are a few moments that I really found hysterical but overall I kind of had the same reaction I did to 30 Rock okay so oh. like I see why people like it I understand that there's just a lot of the humor just kind of fell flat for me
1: okay All right, we'll get get into that. So, this movie is directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Do any of those names sound familiar to you? John
2: Francis Daly sounds familiar, but I don't know why.
1: Did you ever see a show called Freaks and Geeks? Is that him? He's one of the kids in Freaks and Geeks. He's also in Waiting, um... He 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 was kind of an actor for a while and he's turned into like a screenwriter director. Ah. Huh. He also wrote Spider Man Homecoming. Both of them did. They both worked on Homecoming together.
2: Oh wow. He's a uh, pretty well known
1: guy. Yeah, they wrote the New Vacation movie, the incredible Burt Wonderstone, and Horrible Bosses. So
2: Oh, I like that one. Th- you know what? This did have a very horrible bosses feel. I see it.
1: Just because Jason Bateman's in it.
2: Uh yeah, actually, just because yeah. Jason Bateman's in it. Let's be honest.
1: Okay. Um so, Devin, let's get into what you liked about the film and then maybe Ryan can talk about a little bit about what he didn't like.
2: Oh, and I think <laughs> this is gonna be the exact opposite. So I really liked a lot of the And this is gonna sound so broad and general and stupid, so I'm sorry about it for a sec, but <laughs> I loved First off, I love Jason Bateman in almost everything he's been in. I don't think I've seen a bad Jason Bateman thing. Prove me wrong, please.
1: Um, um I just think I. I'm. Tr- what the second season of Arrested Development that Netflix did.
2: Uh, no, I still liked him in it. He was like yeah. the the shining core for me. Um, but uh, I I like his joke delivery a lot, and I like the way that he has that very like kind of dry wit. Okay, and then. I liked just the joke delivery in general kind of across the board. I think that it definitely has a specific comedic style and obviously kind of in in the same kind of way that 30 rock does where there's kind of a cadence to the jokes and yeah, I, yeah, Ryan gets it. There's kind of like a cadence to the jokes and there's kind of like a style that they all have where it's definitely, it's definitely pandering to my kind of comedic styling, I think. Okay. And that's what I really liked about it.
1: Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I like it too is like, the jokes, I, I never really got a 30 Rock vibe from it. I just, to me, it's different enough to stand out from a lot of other things that I've seen.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I
1: really, that's what I really liked about it. Like, it's not something I've seen before. Um, yeah. it kind of has like the clue vibe to it, but it also has like the quips. Um, and think it reminded co-
2: me a little bit of like a more comedic version of the game. Do you know what you want to talk about? That movie yes, The Game?
1: I know the game. Uh, Ryan, Were do you, you know the game?
0: I I know of the title of the movie. Okay. It's the
1: <laughs> it's pretty much this movie, but it's a drama directed by David Fincher starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. Interesting. Yeah,
0: You might actually really like it. I think Ryan would really like that movie. So that's more of like a drama suspense type deal. Yes. Like It's kind of the same like overtone as this film. Yes. Like, Psychological
2: thriller. Okay. Kind of less I, I Jason remember, Bateman.
1: I remember watching that in high school at, for a film and music class. And the teacher just straight up spoiled the <laughs> ending for us. Like before she had played. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Hold on. Okay. It looked like, I it looked like we froze up, but we're good. Uh yeah, okay. she's just straight up said this is the ending of the movie and then hit play. I was like, "What? No, it's what not. kind of teacher did you have? You know exactly who it was. In high school? In high school.
2: Oh, then yeah, I do know exactly who it was. Yeah. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna mention her name, but
2: oh, <laughs> I mean that's like that's like being like, hey, we're gonna watch this movie called The Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis is a ghost.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: That's awful. Yeah. That's like the main, like, crux of the movie.
1: Yeah. But the whole time I was watching, I was like, that can't be right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I and think it was. part of what I enjoyed about this one, and we're going to get into spoilers a little bit, is there is a twist in here that I actually didn't see coming. Like, I did. Oh? Yeah. I <sighs> you, think, you think that one thing is happening, and then it's revealed that another thing is happening, which is not something okay. you would have picked up on um okay and this movie's still new enough that i'm not going to spoil it without getting the spoilers um yeah but i was like oh okay so they're actually doing that ending okay uh which i really enjoyed and i'm still kind of like trying to figure out the uh kind of like oceans 11 every time you watch it you pick up different things
2: yeah so you're trying to like figure out what you picked up yeah
1: so i even this time watching it for the show i picked up on a few, one or two things like especially the, the end credit montage thing i was like oh okay that makes more sense now
2: you're going to have to talk to me more about that then. Cause yeah. I didn't pick up as much this time. Cause I kind of went in it like it's a year later. Almost. I kind of went in it dumb again.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I want to hear Ryan's thoughts. Though. Yeah.
1: So what, what did you not enjoy? Well,
0: pretty much take half of what Devin said and flip it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Examples. Um, okay. It, it, the whole, like the reasons why I didn't like 30 rock wasn't, it, just, it wasn't that the jokes weren't funny. It was just the timing and the way that they were delivered and the aspect of the humor. And I know that's vague and it's a, and it's the best way that I can put it into words. It's just like I could see the joke. I heard the punchline and I stayed stone face. Like I didn't get any reaction from it. There were a few jokes that I did um, and that's what I liked. And I do like Jason Beatman i say bateman bateman yeah bateman, whatever um, the um he is
2: a gem
0: when you said before about films that like he's been in uh the switch i like him in the switch
1: a <laughs> turkey baster movie it is yeah that. um
0: i did like that one over. all
1: i remember from that movie is and i like ge- him in juno the only thing I remember from the turkey baster movie is just Jeff Goldblum, like, uh, uh I, I don't think you should use a turkey baster. Uh, so it,
0: it, the whole thing to me with that, it, it, I like him as an actor. I do, and even in movies and things that I've seen him in that I wasn't particularly fond of, mm-hmm. I still liked his performance because I, at this, uh, I, I kind of feel like he only plays like one type of person. Now I haven't seen all of his stuff, so I can't say. for I was going to sure. say
1: I I haven't seen Ozark yet, but I've yeah. only heard fantastic things about Ozark. Same with me, and
0: that's uh, and that's what I meant by I haven't seen everything that he plays in. But he always plays that kind of like character that like he knows what he wants, but he's too nervous and like sporadic to like yeah. get it all together. And in this film, he's kind of like that, but they switch it out with him just being so like. Sing like so focused on one thing and that's winning.
1: The uh the one thing that I think stands out for me in this performance for him is just the chemistry that he has with Rachel McAdams. Like yes. I think that's what steals this movie like makes him stand out more is that they're just their dynamic is so tight. Like I just love them bouncing off of each other.
0: Their dynamic went out the window for me as soon as the plot started explaining what was going on. Really. And even after the point where they themselves realize what's going on and they kept on doing it, that's where everything went out the window. Really? Which I'll get into once we get into spoilers, because it has to do with certain things that happened along the movie.
1: Okay.
2: Okay,
0: good. I can't wait.
1: Um any other standout performances in this that we want to talk about quick?
2: Oh, my gosh. I I don't know his name, but I love the guy from Breaking Bad who played the creepy character in Breaking Bad and then played the creepy character in this.
1: Jesse Plemons.
2: That's it. He phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot that he was in Breaking Bad until I watched El Camino. Yes. (laughs) Because it's been so long since I watched the last season of Breaking Bad. Like, I just completely forgot he was in it. Like, I knew in the back of my mind he was there. But I completely mm-hmm. forgot what part he played until I was like, Oh yeah, he was the guy who did the thing. Okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't expect him to be in El Camino, so that was a nice surprise. So It
2: was. And he was like just he was like this character, but like if this character was at an eleven, he was like at an eight in Breaking mm-hmm. Bad or in El Camino.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was weird watching El Camino with this in mind. Yeah, it really <laughs> it was, was though. I don't know if I can go back and watch his seasons of Breaking Bad with and take him <laughs> as seriously anymore. So
2: yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Because he's a such a, it's such a good like, oh man. Because he he's one of those characters that Ryan, I don't know if you had this, but like he made me feel awkward just watching him.
0: Are you talking about the cop next door?
2: I am yes. talking about the cop next door. Okay. Okay. Like from scene one where he's like, oh, three bags of Tostino Scoops, huh? And I'm like, oh, that's like my nightmare.
1: Because
2: <laughs> like clearly Jason Bateman's lying to him, but he like yeah. caught on right away. Also spoilers for the first two minutes.
1: Yeah uh for me the the one standout is Lam- lamorne morris who played um winston on new girl yes uh i didn't expect him to be in this movie when i first saw it i was like oh man this is like, that was right around the time where i was re-watching new girl like the whole way through for the first time because mm-hmm. i had watched like the first season and then stopped and then it was all on netflix like okay i'm gonna watch new girl now uh <laughs> so it was like right when i was watching that it's was like oh this is this is perfect um and he has some of my favorite jokes in this whole thing.
2: Oh, um, there's a bit that he does that I love. And I, I think it, we're all going to like the same bit. Of I, I think,
1: I think we are too. I, I think I know which <laughs> one you're talking about. So I think Good. at this point, if you haven't seen game night, it shows up on HBO every few months. It's also <laughs> um, probably going to be on sale black Friday. If you want to go get it. Cause that's where I picked oh, yeah. it
2: up.
1: Um, but yeah, so we're going to get in those spoilers. If you don't, Mind stick with us we stick with uh, us. If you do mind, see you next week. <laughs> Later, guys. Make sure to follow well, us on Instagram around. and follow and uh, like us on Facebook. <laughs> and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, yeah, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Yeah. Okay, so let's also get into YouTube,
2: uh, but don't worry about that.
1: So let's get into spoilers.
0: I love that Dexter was the main villain. Yes,
1: for like five minutes.
0: <laughs> It, it's okay. There's another issue I have with that as well. We'll get okay. to it when we start talking about the end of the movie, but yeah.
1: So. You look, okay. Yeah. So it's Dexter and then the origin or the second. Um, oh shit. What was his name in X-Men? Striker. Yeah. Striker from, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Danny Houston. I forgot him. he was in X-Men. Well, completely.
0: Striker would recruit Dexter. If you really think about it,
1: Well, they're not even working together though. That's the thing. no, no, no. no. So,
0: I, I, what I'm saying is that, if you take those two actors and put them in their characters, Stryker would, recruit, would re- recruit Dexter for something.
1: I mean, I guess. If you really
0: think about that. I think he would.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference <laughs> I between... I think he would. I'm on Ryan's side. Psychotic mer- serial killer and... I guess not Wolverine would fit that build, too. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so... Devin, let's talk about the bit that you liked, because I think I know what it was. (laughs) Was it the coffee table bit? Was it what? Was it the coffee table thing?
2: That one made me laugh out loud so hard. Both times? Both times.
1: What did you Um, think of the coffee table bit? Because that's one of my favorite jokes in this thing.
0: I've actually seen somebody fall on a coffee table, and it didn't break. A glass coffee table. So my reaction was, finally, realistic. Okay. That was my reaction to it because the coffee table always <laughs> breaks and I get the running oh, gag no. but I've actually seen somebody in real life fall on a glass to- fall onto a glass c- coffee table. Yeah,
1: but were and they body break? slammed into it?
0: Uh, their whole body fell onto it. They tripped over their couch and and pretty much flipped over it and fell on the okay. table. And it oh, and wow. they bounced off the thing. It didn't break.
1: Okay. So Devin, what I'm, part were you talking about then?
0: I was talking about
2: the Denzel Washington <laughs> bit. Oh. <laughs> I love the Denzel Washington bit. I'm
0: glad we have different bits though. Yeah. That's one of my, that's one of the few favorite that I have. Like that's, well, that was one of the ones that I was actually laughing at.
1: I figured you would like the Denzel bit. Oh, that so. was
0: That was great. And they show the picture and the guy's nose is like twice the size.
2: Well, cause like the whole time I had this thing where I'm like, that's not Denzel. Right. Did they just like, are they, are they trying to like show me a fake Denzel and sell me on Denzel? And then I'm like, no i just forget what he looks like and i'm being dumb and then it's not and it made me feel better but like yeah. i went on that journey too
0: yeah as soon as i saw him the first thing that ran across my mind was that the first thing that ran across my mind was that's a good lookalike like that's the first thing i thought of because, <laughs> i mean they they did his hair they did the goatee like they did everything they could to make this guy look like denzel washington mm-hmm. but I could I could just tell that it wasn't him. That there was just something off about the face. And then they did that selfie picture from the bar or club, and I was like, that was it. It was his nose wasn't the right shape. Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what I love about that scene where they're playing Never Have I Ever. Yeah. Um, and she just takes the drink, and no, like it just takes a second for everyone to be like, for her to realize everyone's looking at her. Yeah. And she's like what no i was just like i just love the pacing of that scene because it yeah it feels so natural it doesn't feel scripted it just feels like this is what would happen at a game night because i've had that happen during never have i ever
0: oh me too so i've never actually played it
1: oh well you shouldn't have said that
2: oh yeah we need to play never have i ever now
1: yeah uh at the end of the show we'll we'll do that (laughs) okay
2: good good all right so the show brought up a good question how many people really play charades this was, like, the main game they played in a lot of these, like, montages, and a lot of these are, like, all right, okay we're playing? Charades.
1: Do people play that in real life? I wish they did. Like, I feel like I'd be good at charades. And then yeah, you I have feel like I would be, too. Third,
0: and then you have the third one in the group over here kind of looking at both of you like, you guys don't.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, do you play charades, Ryan? Prior to moving down to this part of the state, uh, the people that Kristen went to high school with, like, we would have game nights. And we play charades or Pictionary like that was like two staples to what we'd play simply because it got people like it got people interacting people would yell people would say stupid things like those games prompt silliness yeah and so they're perfect whether you're drinking or not so to me the whole Pictionary thing like it fits and I'm sorry you guys haven't had that experience. I'm sorry. Wait,
1: Pictionary or charades? Both. Okay. Yeah. Pictionary you, you were talking and about charades. charades and then you dropped Pictionary there at the well, end. I got I, confused for a second. Pictionary so. and <laughs>
0: charades and Pictionary. Gotcha. Because to me, they're kind of one and the same. Can, can we just play charades? Like at some point in our lives. For,
1: for an audio podcast, we can't do it right now. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but if somebody has a birthday party coming up, maybe we can make it happen then.
2: Good, because I need it. Especially if Ryan's done it before, because I, like, I don't know. I've never done it, so. Yeah.
1: See, I I would love to have a game night, but the time that I would have dedicated for a a game night, I dedicate to the podcast, so. So, Ryan, you talked about not liking the story, not liking uh, the relationship between the main couple after they know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, What was the moment, like, what about that didn't you enjoy?
0: Um as soon as they found the cell phone in the mm-hmm. dumpster across the street uh-huh. from where the guy was being held and they were still going off of like, Oh yeah. You know, like, you know, this is still a game. They get into the bar. And to me, like, I know that both of them are very like strong headed and they want to win. And they've got, um, like, the one main character like you have his need to like outdo his brother so like that's kind of blinding them a little bit and I understand that Mm -hmm. but there's just something in the back of my head's like it stopped being funny to me because it was just how how can they still think they're playing a game I think and I feel like even though it's a comedy it's a movie and I know this it's, it's one of those things where it's like the rational side of me, the way that the movie is shot to be kind of realistic and what kind of humor they're doing it, it it didn't like that part is where it kind of started to lose me.
1: okay hmm. I wonder and Devin I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. I yeah. wonder if because you and I have seen the game with Michael Douglas that it <laughs> seems more believable to us because of this kind of situation that kind of game.
2: I think you're right because I think I think I understand Ryan's point Yeah. because the game like they framed it as like oh rich people are just you know they're just doing crazy stuff because they're rich wouldn't it be weird if it's like a crazy real life game but then like I don't know I I feel like when I heard that I was like oh the game okay it's like that movie the game this is going to be like that and then everything that's going to happen is going to have that weird is it isn't it kind of thing to it but I can see how like if all the prep work you were given beforehand was like, sometimes rich people are crazy. Then like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I can see where Ryan's coming from, but I think you're right. I think I was primed for it.
1: Okay. So. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, that, and this kind of gets into my thing about comedies and, and I've said it before, like my what i find funny tends to be older like stuff from like the mid to late 70s through the 80s into the early to mid 90s and sometimes even the late 90s like that's my like group for like comedy Mm -hmm. and the writers that were out at the time and the comedians and the comedic actors like that's more of like my niche since like high school it's very rare for me to find a modern comedy that i actually enjoy anymore Like, I think the last real, like, I think the last modern comedy that I actually was like, yeah, no, this is really good. I can watch this uh, um, a lot would have been Hangover. Like, that was the last, like, modern-ish comedy that I actually really enjoyed. Okay. That I can remember at the moment.
2: I mean, do you think it's because the face of comedy has been changing? Because it has been. Like, how people consume comedy, the types of comedies that are being produced, and even, like, the formula of it has been changing over the years. And do you think and, you just aren't, aren't vibing with this kind of formula? of I'm comedy? Not,
0: actually, that's perfect. I, yeah. I mean, that's probably it from the way that the, from the way that the jokes are delivered to the bits, to like how they try to set up a joke. Like most, most of it all falls flat to me. And I think that might be why I haven't watched SNL since like 98.
1: See, I, I get what you're saying. And I agree to a point about comedy today. I don't think this fits the the modern like the typical template of a modern day comedy though. Like I feel like there's enough going on here that's different that it just breaks that mold a little bit. And I think is that's he, part of what I enjoy about it.
0: The thing is, sure, it is different. You're right, but the problem is that that overlying humor that they're using is still the same. They just kind of throw it out uh, a little bit differently. I,
1: I also think that if you take the comedy aspect out of this, there's still a intriguing journey for these characters to go oh. on. No, so, no.
0: yeah, no, and I, I completely, I completely agree with that. If this was more of like, hey, it's a bunch of friends. They like to have fun. The beginning of the movie is kind of jokey, but then they realize, change it up a little bit. The real kidnappers come in. they base they almost kill the actor. They beat up the brother, they take the brother. They're still you know on the couch just joking and talking that that I was fine with. I found that humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe like three minutes go by, four minutes go by and they realize that the guy's not moving and somebody actually gets up and like checks the guy and finds out that he's actually hurt. At that point, to me, it would better serve the overall story if it went from being like, hey, look, we're trying to make a comedy, but no, look, at this point, this movie's kind of serious. Like, this is actually dangerous, and they're trying to help their brother. And then you can throw in little catch lines here and there to make it kind of funny. I think I would have enjoyed this more. And bringing in Dexter's car- uh, uh, uh Michael Hull, I believe his name is. Yeah, see Hull, yeah. Yeah. Bringing yeah. him in like 45 minutes earlier into the movie and making him more of a threat. To me, that would make, to me, that would make this movie more interesting. More, more interesting. If you're saying that the game is like this, but like an actual drama, like, yeah, that makes me happy because I feel like this storyline deserves more of a serious overtone.
1: See, I like Michael C. Hall coming in, like being the, who they think is the, the guy behind the kidnapping. Yeah. When it's really just Gary. Yeah. Like, I love that. And that's, I still have, like, I, it, it still, like, blows my mind every time that he comes out on the bridge and, like, spits out the capsule. It's oh, like, yeah. This is, like, I it I always forget that he's the one behind it all. Like, there, there are three games going on. The one the brother hired, the one Gary's yeah. doing, and then Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always forget about that third one. And so. to me,
0: like that part was really cool. That like he hijacked the thing and he spat out the bullet, and then he gets shot in the back of the shoulder, and then Michael C. Hall shows up, and I'm like, what? They're just <laughs> they're just re- 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 revealing this now. Like yeah, that yeah. was my reaction to where like he could have been.
1: He, Michael C. Hall is like the em- emperor in A New Hope. Like, you don't you get a glimpse of him in uh, Empire, but like for most of this movie, he's just kind of just like hovering off to the side and you don't really know what's going on with him. I just feel they like name drop him, but you yeah. don't see him.
0: Well, for me, it was like this movie was two steps over from being if this movie would have taken two steps away from being a comedy. I probably would have liked this overall a lot better.
2: Okay. We need to watch the game. We just need to do it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I think we do.
0: I, I think this needs to be on the list now. The game sounds a lot more interesting,
1: yeah. personally.
2: I and, well, and I think part of it was I liked this because this was a funny version of the game, and I think that's what I liked about it.
1: I, I liked it because of that. I also just it's just shot so well. There are sequences in this that I just love. You take away, like, the, the story aspect of it all. I just think the way they film this movie is fantastic.
0: Like, when she was talking about her experience meeting Denzel Washington. Yeah. To me, I love yeah. that scene. Especially yeah. with when they go into his apartment, and it's basically a cross-section of the building, and they show the other floors yep. and them walking in. So, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. This is all about my personal taste. Just because yeah. I didn't like it doesn't mean yeah. it's a bad movie. Didn't oh, say yeah. That. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But... I'm just saying it's one of those things where it's like the the movie shot really well and there's other aspects of to it that were done extremely well.
1: Yeah. So my favorite the, the thing that like blew my mind about this movie uh, was the one shot sequence with the Fabergé egg. That was so good. I love that so much. And I I wish I could make something that cool on on video but I can't. Like I so wish So that I...
2: scene that scene made me wonder if they're doing a meta thing inside of it that I missed and want to watch it again for where Mm -hmm. a lot of the little kind of tasks that they do are just bigger other games. So like the Fabergé egg was like hot potato, like and stuff like that. Like, I wonder if they're doing stuff like that. And like, Uh, that was where I came up with my pet theory.
1: Your pet theory.
2: Yeah. Like my, not pet, like literal pet, but like my, like my, like, I don't know. What do you call it? Like internal, theory or am i like
1: well i think i think the fact that jason bateman and rachel mcadams are so good at games really helps them out at the end
0: because
1: right when they get to the uh the runway like they have to do charades right Ooh.
2: which is good
1: yeah which um, another
0: one of the gags i liked is when they were doing that and she hits the button and the things are going at a snail pace that was good <laughs> yeah i
2: liked the liam neeson bit there too a lot
0: yeah
1: the uh, oh he did that in taking three oh did he and then at one point she's like you're not Liam
2: Mason, that hurts
1: yeah um my favorite part of that and that airplane sequence is like the guys she's like i got to go home to my kids he's like you don't have kids with an ass like that she's like oh thank you right and then, that like
2: like sincerity
1: yeah and then he just gets blown into the uh the jet he's like yes oh no he died <laughs>
0: That's actually a good example, I think, of where I'm not fitting into the formula for, for, for the humor, because like he says that, and she says, "Oh, thank you," and I was like, "Oh, okay, that was a joke," and then he gets sucked into the, uh, he gets sucked into the uh, into the window, and the, well, not, into the engine, and she goes, "Oh, he died," and like I, I seriously thought to myself. Oh, that was the punchline. <laughs> I don't know if it's the timing. I don't know if it's... I've seen that kind of humor before. I don't kind even of know humor if that's before. a punchline.
1: I think that's more <clears throat> of just a... um. Her realizing how messed up the situation actually is and trying to address it for herself. Because th- they don't expect their night to go this way. So they're all kind of adapting as they go. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just look at that line as a... Oh yeah, I sh- that guy just died. This is all real.
0: Maybe if it was somebody else, maybe if it was a different actor that was playing her part, maybe it might have
1: done better. I Okay. Th-
0: w- 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 do you comes- have a hard
1: do you have a hard time with major McAdams in comedy? What other stuff has she been on? She was Regina George in Mean Girls. She was in The Notebook. Oh, yeah. No.
0: I loved her in Mean Girls. Okay. Um I liked her in Notebook. I
1: of like five different movies about time travel and being in love with a time traveler.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Ick. Um, that's a weird subgenre. <laughs> that's a weird Good subgenre answer.
1: that she fell into. Cause even Dr. Strange yeah. fits that, that bill. It really does though. Yeah. That was kind of weird. That is weird. I just, I, the Dr. Strange thing just occurred to me, but she was also in the time travelers wife and mm-hmm. the one with, um, Hux from star Wars. Shit. What was that Here. one called? Uh, anyway. Loving the time travel. There the was one joke of hers that
0: I actually laughed at, and it was right at the beginning. And it was when their friends were coming in through the windows, and she looks into the living room and goes, "Whoa, it's like the night of the Living Dead in here." That I laughed at. And then I, I don't know what it was, but it, uh, about anything else going forward with her, um, their friend who kept on bringing like the young girls to—I didn't find anything of him funny.
1: Yeah, he—he's definitely. The movie definitely slows down when he's around, like yeah. literally, like yeah. when he's just slowly sliding the dollar across. Mm-hmm. And I like, okay, <laughs> this is. And then I like that his his foil for that scene is like, it doesn't matter how slow you slide it, like you need to give her more, like she like addressing yeah. the like it's kind of meta where she's like, it doesn't matter how slow you do it, like, like that, like yeah, his parts are the the weaker parts of the movie. For I don't me. know the it's other the a, other two couples you... though, yeah. Hmm.
2: Did you like that joke though, Ryan? The whole, it doesn't matter how slow you. Because like, that's the kind of comedy that I really like that I think is kind of a modern comedic take on things. Like, I don't think we would have seen that joke in like Ghostbusters or something, or like Stripes. I don't know why I'm on a Bill Murray thing.
1: I think that's the exact kind of joke you would see in the 2016 Ghostbusters though.
2: Yes. So I think that's like, I think that's a modern comedy sensibility where it's like very self referential and very like meta. But like, I I'm trying to figure out why that rubs people the wrong way and why I latch onto that so much.
1: I think for me, like in this one, his character was so shallow the whole time. Like Mm. I I just couldn't get invested in him. Whereas the other two couples, like you actually have this, they do a good job of establishing the couple dynamic. So you right. you see Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams meet uh when they introduce the other couple you learn right away that they've been together since like middle school right. and have on, only had sex with each other and mm-hmm. then he finds out that that's not true. Uh so it, like it's this whole like you get to know those other two where he just keeps bringing like random girls every week and then
2: Yeah.
1: Out of the girls he brings though like the one he like, I like her more than him in right. their, their storyline, so...
0: Yeah, the, when it comes to, like, the way that the movie started, like, I, I kind of felt like I was going to have a problem uh, with with the humor itself, just for the timing aspect, when they were with the doctor, and she was explaining about, like, why they can't get oh. pregnant. I have seen two or three other movies where they do the... Uh, re- re- reproductive reproductive doctor says something uh-huh. silly joke, where she uh-huh. says, "I don't love your sperm." Like to me, that went right back to uh, b- b- baby mama, where the doctor tells Tina Fey's character that he doesn't like her. You ure- her. You you u- can't talk today. <laughs> Who her? Doesn't like you're u- 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 you're I can't talk today. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Is that? I don't think I've seen
2: that movie though, and I think that trope hasn't been overplayed in my mind though. Like, I, I, I think I can understand where, like, as just a straight comedy writer, you're like, okay, now they are in a reproductive doctor's thing. Here comes the comedy. Like, I think I can see that take on it, and I can see why there are so many jokes and why that can be overplayed. I just don't think that I've seen them play out.
0: Yeah, the uh, they did it in the Girl More Girls four seasons thing or like oh, yeah? the, oh, yeah. the netflix uh, thing i didn't see that they did with paris and then in baby mama but that was kind of where i was like eh, i really hope this isn't the whole thing
1: the, the thing that i didn't like about that <laughs> the, the thing i did like about that scene is just like jason bateman's like kind of calling them out for this conversation that they're having like you're a fertility doctor why are we talking about my anxiety like he like it's just yeah. kind of meta in that moment oh, we gotta pause so segways are weird. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was so good. <laughs> oh,
1: all right. So let's uh step away from the movie for a second. Yeah. Devin, right now, gun to your head, you have to choose a a game to play with a group of people. What what game would you play?
2: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh no, this is such a hard. Okay, so background for me is why this is such a hard question because I have a board. I have a, a board game closet. That is full from bottom to top of board games. So, ow. But probably Pandemic.
1: Pandemic? Pandemic. That's what I keep seeing at the store. I really want to play that.
2: I love it. Guys, guys, we're playing it. All right? First your age, then Pandemic. We're doing it.
1: Uh, Ryan, how about you?
0: The thing is, it's really hard for me to answer this because I've seen so many games on the shelves that I really want to play because they sound amazing, but I haven't. Um, But... I really liked the like haunted house game that you guys have. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, I really I love like that, that one. I really like that setup. But going but going with more like the like classic party games type stuff, mm-hmm. like they showed in the movie, I would have to say charades.
1: Okay. I oh. I played Betrayal at House on the Hill over the weekend, and we almost beat the the traitor. Almost had him.
2: Oh, that's always so like.
1: What was fantastic, though, was it was my cousin who was the traitor and he's never played the game before. So we just kind of sent him off to a room and like I kind of helped him a little bit. Yeah, but he was still able to beat us like just from the luck of it. Like it was fantastic. Uh, None of us were mad that he won. It's just like, oh, man, we came so close. Like we almost (laughs) had him. Uh, Was
2: it the scenario where he's a giant cat and you're all shrunken things?
1: No. And you have to
2: escape on a toy plane because that's my favorite. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no but i've played that one no it was the it's one adorable. where he controls the rats in like swarms of rats. interesting yeah we, we, Ugh, we, we, we were down to like the last game. rat and didn't make it
2: ah uh, that's so that's such a shame yeah uh
1: for me i'm gonna say marvel legendary because i just love playing that game i love that it has i a need solitaire somebody mode.
2: i need somebody to play that game with me that knows what they're doing
1: okay well After we do Charades and Pandemic, we will do Marvel Legendary.
2: Guys, we're going to have the best game night.
1: Yes, we are. We keep adding games to it. It's going to have to be like a game weekend. Not upset. So uh, just a little behind the scenes note about the show. We tried to record this last night, but Devin actually had plans for a game night. So I was
2: actually at a game night.
1: what, What were you playing?
2: Oh, so we started out with Settlers of Catan, uh, Game of Thrones style, Uh, and then they just released a cooperative game called Horrified that's all of the universal monsters, and you have to fight all of the universal monsters, so like Dracula, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, like those kinds of things. Okay. Uh, And then we played uh, Disney trivia, because of course we did.
1: Nice. Did you win the Disney trivia? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Because I'm the only one of the three of us that ever know what Touchstone was.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, like the computer that wore tennis shoes. Got it.
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, I had to take a bunch of board games. for. Th- I had a bachelor party over the weekend. That's why I was playing Betrayal. Oh. So I took a bunch of board games and I, I looked at all my trivia games. I was like I can't take those because no one will ever play those with me because <laughs> I am too good. No one wants to play against me. No one wants to be on my team. It just doesn't end well. So I just leave them at home to collect dust. Aww. So, Wait, what trivias do you have? Uh, I have Planet Hollywood, which is a fun go to. Like, don't even have to really play the game. Just go around in a circle and name movies that star Arnold Schwarzenegger type of stuff. Oh, nice. And then we have like a whole bunch of scenits.
2: Oh, cool.
1: Disney seen it, Simpsons scene it, um, regular scene it. I, think we have a music I can suit. give you a run
2: for the money on the on yeah. the Disney one.
1: Uh, probably, I di- see Disney's not one I would be good at. Simpsons though, I have yet to Sim- find anyone to play with, and I'm still confused on how, as to how I got that game. Um, <laughs> it was my wife's grandmother's, and we don't know why she had it.
2: <laughs> she just had it, but
1: somehow she had it completely un unopened. And it ended up in our possession. I was like, "I'm okay with this. Like, that's I want to, I want to know the story behind that." Um, right. But then we have like the trivia pursuit, pop culture, uh, Star Wars trivia pursuit. Oh. And then like twenty different monopolies.
2: Yeah, that's about right. I only have one monopoly, and it's NASCARopoly.
1: <laughs> NASCARopoly.
2: I have NASCARopoly, guys. The best.
1: Ryan, have you picked up the Shippensburg Opoly that they have at Walmart? No, but I have the Lehigh Valley Opoly. Okay. oh, <laughs> adorable. I had Penn State when I was growing up. Uh, I, I wish I had it again, but I don't. I'm really hoping oh. that my family just listens to this and like writes down things for Christmas for me. Like <laughs> He says he wants this. Well, I, I'm... We've been dropping, like, we've been trying to get Settlers of Catan for a while because that's just one that we want to play. We just don't have, so. Oh. That- um. But yeah, we have like way too many Monopolies. I forget ah, I forgot good. how many we had. I looked, I was like, oh yeah, we have Back to the Future Monopoly and Star Trek Next Gen Monopoly.
2: <laughs> and it's all the same game.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, unfortunately.
2: Did you guys hear about the ironic versions of the board games that just came out?
0: No.
1: Like
2: Mm -hmm. uh, they came out with a a monopoly uh, millennial edition and it says, forget retail. You can't afford it anyway.
1: (laughs) Like that's the tagline of it. I heard about that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's the game of life where uh, you start out and instead of like getting a job and going to college, you go to college, but then you get strapped with student debt as like the first thing you do in the game, (laughs) 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 which like, Hooray! But also kind of fuck you, Parker Brothers.
1: Yeah. Is it Parker Brothers or M- Milton Bradley?
2: Oh, it might be Milton Bradley. Parker Brothers might do the one the the one that popped, and they might do a uh, um operation.
1: I feel like they like all. I feel like one of them bought out the other.
2: That makes sense. You know I, what? I, 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 I can get behind that.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: Head cannon. It's happening.
1: <laughs> so. I think what else we want to talk about? Anything else from the movie? Um, You know what? Do you know what
2: really tickles me about all of this? And I don't, I know that we've probably beat this to death, but now I'm just so curious about what, what this, like why comedy or what has changed about comedy over the years that Ryan finds so unappealing, but I find so appealing. And I think even my tastes have changed. So like I used to think, and this might be like, Whatever, I used to think that like super bad and like the kind of stoner movie genre, like um, Pineapple Express. I used to think those were the funniest movies in the world. And I went back and watched. I think Pineapple Express like a couple months ago. I can't do it. It's not funny to me anymore. And I don't know what I loved about it and how my tastes changed. And part of me thinks like, oh, I'm growing up and drugs just aren't funny. But like, I think our collective consciousness is is changed with with comedy
1: i i think it's it might have to do with age like you think so possibly i I don't know i think it depends on what you expose yourself to as well yeah so like if if ryan hasn't watched snl since chris farley died uh, well i mean okay
0: so like 1999 2000 like my senior my senior, like my freshman, sophomore years of high school. So like 2000, 2001, 2001 to 2002. Was it 2000? Yeah. Whenever I try to go back and watch SNL, like it's not. I don't find the skits funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe like once every couple weeks, there's maybe a skit that like I do find entertaining, but most of the time I don't.
1: I think the big problem with SNL right now is it's like we live in such a political era that I just I I don't wanna laugh at Trump anymore. Like it's Yeah, you just it's, it's hard it's hard to watch. It it's not I don't wanna say it's too political because that's it's always been political, but it's just tiring at this point.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like I've been like that with SNL since like mm-hmm. two thousand three, two thousand two.
1: Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing with SNL is they have stand out in the cast. Like Kate McKinnon right now is fantastic in pretty much every sketch she's in. Um Keenan Thompson has has been there forever and he's still knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Um and I i think we're in a weird era where the people who were in those comedies that you were talking about before, Devin, like Super Bad and Pineapple Express have gone on and they're like doing serious stuff. Like they're they've stepping away from comedy and knocking it out of the park with like Mid-90s. stuff on HBO, like um,
2: yeah,
1: like Bill Hader on Barry and yeah, and Danny McBride with the Righteous Gemstones and Vice Principles. Like there, there's comedy aspects to both of those shows, but they're also just more dramatic.
2: Yeah, well, and so I don't know if any of you listen to Dak Shepard's podcast at all, but yes. I love it. Um, and he talks a little bit about this in some of his episodes where how we consume comedy has changed really a lot in the past couple of years to the point where comedy movies seem like a riskier venture than they ever used to be because comedy nowadays is consumed very short, very controlled bursts. It's I throw open Reddit on my phone. I open up Snapchat. Like I get that like five to 10 seconds of comedy and I'm gone. And like a comedy movie never needs it, it. It's less of an event now. And it's more of like something that's you consume very personally. And I feel like there's not as much need to go to the theater to see this longer form of comedy anymore. And I feel like some of this movie does a little bit of that where some of the jokes are kind of moment to moment. And like, even the running gags aren't running that long anymore.
1: Yeah. I think this is definitely, I have a story. I'll get to that, but I think this is definitely fits outside of the standard theater comedy, like theatrical comedy Yeah, because it, it it's it shot differently like there are different yeah like it makes it look like a board game in, in spots and yeah. different transitions um so there's more to see there than just the comedy there's this twist and turns in the story there's the way it's shot and I think the performances are much more than what you would see in I don't want to call a, a specific movie out but like tag like I enjoyed tag just fine yeah but I enjoyed game night so much better. So much more mm-hmm. uh, because there's more there. Like tag just seemed like it was bit after bit after bit. And it was uh, like just nonstop comedy. And the funniest part of tag was the, the end credits, which I won't get into if you guys haven't seen it, but no, I haven't. My but wife I is really... looking at me nodding. Like, yeah, that, that <laughs> was the best part. I really need to see that now. Um, But yeah, I like, I think that fits more the standard what we're talking about, like, theatrical yeah, um, comedy thing. But And I saw that in the theaters. And I was like, eh, okay. I didn't need to see this in theaters, but okay, we did. Um, right. Whereas Game Night, like, I watch it at home. Like, this is a perfect movie to just throw on HBO and just enjoy the, for the evening. Yeah. So...
2: It, it's, it's, it's... Okay. Go ahead, Ryan.
0: It, uh, like... When I was growing up, my dad was a big fan of Steve Martin and Mel Brooks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was exposed to. They had tapes of old SNL from when they were on. And then you throw Ghostbusters in there with Bill Murray. And then what he's done throughout his career. um, Like, and then you've got comedies from the seventies, like Harold and Maude. And, that's like that's more of the range of like humor when it comes to movies um that like i'm more of a fan of and that's kind of why like demolition man the humor in that like really got me because that because that was born from that environment because that's still very early 90s you've got you know like those comic minds from the late 70s and 80s and you've got a lot of these modern comedies are written by people who were inspired by those writers Mm-hmm. And those performers, so I feel like I'm not a fan of what humor has. I'm not a fan of the humor that's been inspired by those, uh, by those people. I like the original source material. Okay, if that's another way of saying it,
1: I'm gonna. I'm just throwing this theory out there. Do you think that you say you let's take Steve Martin for example? Yeah. Let's name a Steve Martin movie? man of two brains okay do you think that something like looking at that compared to game night you lose something in the ensemble cast for a comedy whereas a steve martin movie it's a steve martin movie and he's the one doing the like or or jim carrey movie like yeah like he's the main focus of the comedy but then you have something like game night where it's split among the ensemble of six people see things
0: i like the hangover
1: But even then, Hmm, that's just three people.
0: Okay. So I might not, I I may not be a fan of when they split up the humor too much. Maybe I just like one or two people or maybe three at the max sharing the time for humor. When you split it up between eight people, that might be the problem. Because the
1: argument can be made that the main focus for comedy in The Hangover is just Zach Galifianakis.
0: Kind of. I can, because, yeah. I'm kind of there with you, man. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of him. I like the other guys. I like, <laughs> I like all of the, I like all of the Dennis jokes. I, I, I love the fact that you have the one guy who's trying to fix everything, who was the school teacher. Like the Zach, this is his character. Like I've tried watching his thing, like him between two ferns. <laughs> like I've tried watching that oh. stuff. And I'm not a fan of awkward humor. Yeah. Oh, man. We are very different. So, I mean, when it comes to humor, it's so subjective. Well, I, okay,
1: so let's look at the Hangover then, because each three, the three of those are three different styles of comedy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a while. So you got Zach Galifianakis, the the Alan character, being like the goofball,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, out there Awkward. comedy. Yeah, then you have Ed Helms. I, how would you describe Ed Helms' comedy in that? Like, just kind of he's a little bit re- more reactive?
2: slapsticky, right?
1: Okay, who is he in that? He's the guy from the. He's Office. the one that loses
2: the tooth.
0: He's the one that loses the tooth okay. and sings yeah. the song about uh, he's the, the, the dentist cat suit. He, 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 he he's yeah. He's the dentist. His uh, his yeah. His style of humor was more reactionary. Um, it was him just reacting to stuff and either, either like going overblown on it, and then like halfway through the movie, he's just like, whatever, that's fine. This is what's going on. I'm. I, and, and I'm just going to roll with it. And then that added its own humor to it as well. And then you had the other guy of uh, the school teacher. I forget his name. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And then he, and then you had the humor with him was that he was just trying to fix everything.
1: Yeah. He's kind of the straight man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, when it comes so, to movies, I just might like a simple formula.
1: Yeah, so that that the, sure. they splitting it up between those three, you get like the Three Stooges Marx Brothers yeah. type thing, where each one have, right. has their own different thing. Mm-hmm. It, I can't really do that for game night. Like, I can't really say, "Oh, this is the slapsticky. This is the the bizarre comedy one." Like, like it, it's kind. It's kind I of how can have diluted. the same humor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that make uh, any sense? No,
0: no, no, it does. Yeah. And that kind of plays into two jokes, actually, that I would be a perfect example. Usually, um, the scene they did outside of the drugstore where she's trying to like get the bullet out and they realize that yeah. it went through and the whole bone and then pretending to like wanting to stop puking. Normally, yeah. I would find that hysterical. But I don't know if it was the way that it was written, the way it was performed, maybe the two actors. I mean, I like both of them. I just, I think maybe the humor wasn't something that maybe the, for me, the way that I saw it, it it might've needed different actors for that scene or for their characters. Because normally I would find that hysterical, like she's trying to sew up his arm and both of them are trying not to puke at the same time.
1: See, I love that scene. And, so. and, I do too. And if,
0: well, and, I... And it fell flat for me. And normally I would like something like that, but it didn't work out. And then you've got the Ed Norton joke that pissed me off. Ed Norton joke made you mad? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like they should have said Ed Norton when he said Hulk. I mean, (laughs) the whole point of the joke is that nobody thinks of the Ed Norton Hulk movie. Like, like, like that's, that's the point of that joke. I think the Ed Norton Hulk movie is the best one ever made personally. And and I know a ton of people who feel the same way. So I feel like instead of Ed Norton, it should have been the first actor in that Hulk movie that was made back in like 2006 or something. Like, I feel like it should have been his name on that card, not Ed Norton. He's too good of an actor for that.
1: Um,
2: I, I love was, how I love that that part triggered you. That actually is one of my favorite hot takes from this movie. I, Thank you, Ryan. What's
1: great about the Ed Norton thing is, yes, you're right. They should have gotten it sooner yeah. than they did, but
2: it's, it's the firm.
1: whole like him being intimidated by his brother thing. Like that's why he, that's why his sperm don't work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Ed Norton's Hulk is the best individual Hulk movie. Yeah. I will give you that.
0: And yeah. I get that that's kind of the joke that they're trying to play at. And I understand that he's really frustrated because his brother's there and he's trying to overplay it. But for how competitive that group of people are, like, I feel they should, like they the question should have been a certain, like, maybe a little bit harder, especially with how <laughs> gamer they make these people out to be. Yeah. I did yeah, I get that. love the bit where he's in... The neighbor's bedroom and he's dripping blood on his dog and he's oh, trying yeah. to clean it <laughs> he couldn't stop laughing throughout the entire because as soon as he as soon as they showed the uh blood spot on the bottom of the yeah. sleeve i knew it was like the dog's gonna come in the dog's gonna come in it's gonna and it's gonna and he's gonna spray everything
2: yeah no i really like that yeah. so yeah i think Not to beat the comedy thing with a dead horse, but here's my last thing that I've been thinking of the whole time. I think it's the self-referential comedy that I like the most. I think it's reflective more of today's society where we kind of take a step back and think, like, what are we really doing here? And I think that's some of the comedy I appreciate the most about this. Like, with the whole, like, oh, no, he died. Like, where, like, that was grounded in her being like, hold on, this is really what's happening. In a lot of the same way that, like, like, oh, the... The opening of, what was it? Episode 7 of Star Wars, where Poe was like, who talks first? I talk first, you talk first. How does this work? Yeah. Like, where some people said that really took him out of the movie. I loved it because it just felt
0: modern, I guess. I don't know. And the, the I is, And I like that, too. But they only did it yeah. once. Yes. It wasn't the whole thing. And I it's kind of like having like a PG 13 movie where they can only use one swear word or like they can only use like the F word once and they have to place it at like the right spot. To me, that type of humor works when you do it maybe like once or twice, unless Mm. you're doing something like a Ferris Bueller's day off and you make the fourth wall breaking more of a thing straight from the beginning. I, but still,
1: yeah, I guess I'm I stuck on the Star Wars point there. Um, <laughs> they really didn't do that anywhere else in that movie, did they? No, not really. That was really the only time. No, like... I, I, no, that Finn being like, I am with the, yes, I am part of the resistance. I am worth the resistance. Like, I feel like, like you knowing that he's first order and like him playing off. Yeah. Of him, I think there's a little bit there with Finn, at least in that movie. I don't know about the Last Jedi. When did that so, movie come out? 2015 the last i had a
2: because i had a a watched a review of it where like they were like oh and then a star wars character has a 2015 conversation with another character and like they classified that joke like as a 2015 joke which (laughs) i thought was an interesting way to do that and i mean
0: and then you have poe on hold waiting for hawks
1: yes yeah yeah and that's kind of the same stuff yeah and i there's one in rogue one that sticks out to me too is uh when they're arresting everyone or no when uh when the crew gets captured and taken back to devin's S- favorite star wars character uh guerrero's place oh best um, character ever i'm not going to explain it we're just going to move on uh when they when they blindfold Sherwit, <laughs> the the blind guy the blind yeah. guardians of the will he's like seriously i'm blind like <laughs>
2: right um, and it's like the same kind of thing and like i think marvel movies are guilty of that all the time too oh, where they'll have like the I think, one
1: I think part of the reason that humor has become so prevalent today is because of the Marvel movies. Yeah, and I think well, it work like it works in the Marvel films because they are based off of this world set, like based off of Iron Man. But when yeah. you had them try to do that in some of the X Men stuff or in Star Trek, it doesn't work.
2: Is it just because it does? It doesn't fit in universe,
1: really. Uh. They tried doing it in Star Trek Beyond, which I enjoy, but I can see where it doesn't fit that world Mm -hmm. quite as much because it's it's Star Trek. Like it's not supposed to be quippy, but even even those movies are a little bit more quippy than than like the original series of films or the Picard stuff. Yeah. So I think in small doses it works. I think Beyond maybe leaned into that a little bit too much. It's sure. a little bit too Marvelized for most Star Trek audiences. If that makes sense.
0: With beyond
1: Star Trek, beyond the third one with Chris Pine and Zach Quinto.
2: They're on a planet. That's all I remember.
1: They play sabotage this with the original cast. This is with the JJ <laughs> cast.
0: Oh, I haven't seen the third one yet. Okay. Oh, okay. I
1: haven't seen that's the third the, one.
0: That's, that's yeah. the third one. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that
1: one yet. Okay.
2: I'm going to get on my old man rant. I'm a little bit sick of the quippy the quippy jokes mixed with an old-timey song to get us to get like our parents and us to go see a movie together i'm a little sick of that formula marvel did it and i think marvel should be the only one to do it
1: hmm?
2: but like you know so like they the suicide squad trailer oh god was was
1: what well what bohemian like bohemian rhapsody ra-
2: yeah it was bohemian rhapsody with like will smith being quippy and like that was the trailer and like that was just the irreverent tone we were going for with this one but, like, I, it just it feels copy-pasted from other better things.
1: Uh, don't get me started on Suicide Squad. Like, well, I just mean that we're, as a trend, We're, we're but... going to dedicate a whole episode to Suicide Squad in February, because somebody hasn't seen it yet. What? Yeah. And I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for the Harley Quinn movie coming out, the Birds of Prey.
2: There's so much kind we of... have to talk about in yes. that movie, though.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I'm excited
0: uh, for that conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm making you watch Suicide Squad. I'm sorry.
0: Who, Who knows? D- I might end up liking it. Who, whatever. I, I, I love that mentality. Keep that. Yeah. Harness it. There,
1: there, there's there's good things to talk about in it. And then there there's are. Jared Leto. Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it will be interesting to watch that in a post-Joaquin Phoenix Joker world.
2: I agree. Where there's not like that is this what the
1: Joker's going to be from now on? Like yeah. in the back of my mind. Um I don't know if I have anything else.
2: I don't. I love this movie. I liked it a lot. Um it I'm I'm seriously going to like after we sign off of this, I'm going to like brood about why comedy's changing and what happened to it. This is like my thing now.
1: Yeah, and I I think like You talked about how like the Dak Shepherd thing and how it's consumed differently. Like I think even like comedians are trying to adapt. Like look at the Tonight Show now from when Jimmy Fallon first took it over. Like it's completely different. It's all game shows and viral bits that will be on YouTube. Conan redid his whole show to a half hour format, which works fantastically. Like I love the new Conan. Yeah. Um Even Colbert, Colbert's kind of been, like, the the one holdout, but he's gone more political.
2: Oh, yeah, he has.
1: Um, So, yeah, I definitely think, like, comedy's in a weird spot right now. And we're the ones to figure out why.
2: (laughs) We are. If anyone's going to figure it out, guys, it's going to be us three.
0: Because, I mean, I usually tell people that, like, if, like, uh, in situations like this, like, to round out, like, like a comedy movies that like I like, like if you touch on Steve Martin's man of two brains, if you touch on blazing saddles, and if you touch on uh ghostbusters and Caddyshack, like that kind of rounds out the kind of humor that like I was raised with.
1: See, I was raised with um, Jim Carrey, liar, liar, Bruce almighty, the mask.
0: See? See, those were sprinkled into that. It was just those were the films that my dad would always be watching. Yeah. And that's what yeah. got me sucked into it. Like people talk about SNL and I think about the Basomatic. I don't think about uh, like stuff like I think of I think of the Jimmy Ford jokes about him constantly falling over himself. I the Basomatic. I, I think like, SNL, that's the type of stuff that I think of.
1: I think SNL I'm thinking um my name's Matt Foley, I live in a van down by the yes. river. And it's always oh, it's not me. Chris Farley, it's always a friend of the show Chad. Like, Aww, <laughs> <'cause> he, <laughs> have you seen the costume he did of that in the one year? He's phenomenal at yeah. it.
0: You think of that, I think of Tommy Boy.
1: I also think of Tommy like, Boy. So. To me, Chris Farley,
0: yeah. it's Tommy Boy. Like that's just that's the one thing that has yeah. always stuck with me. Like I've seen the stuff that he's done on SNL and I like it, but to me, like Tommy Boy is like this is Chris Farley. Here's Tom yeah. Boy. here's Yeah. <laughs> and I,
1: maybe it's because, like, for me, SNL is like, who, who's your Weekend Update anchor for SNL? Like, when you think Weekend Update desk, who who uh, who's your mind go to? I think this is I think this is this is the answer to the question we've been looking for.
0: Is it? C- can you just name who Chevy Chase, yeah.
1: uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dennis Miller, Jane Curtin,
0: Dan Aykroyd.
1: Okay. For me, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Jimmy Fallon, Seth yeah. Meyers—like that, that those are the yeah. ones that I started watching. Yeah, yeah. Norm, I wasn't—I didn't really watch SNL when Norm Macdonald was. Like, no, so. I didn't either. But no, I think. Yeah. And I think you look at like something like Thirty Rock, and you don't appreciate that kind of humor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's because yeah. I'm curious like how the you th- of humor.
1: I'm curious how you feel about the show Soul Man.
0: Soul Man? I, don't yeah, I know that just, one.
1: It was a sitcom that Dan it was a Deep Pool. I'm I'm surprised Good for that you. I Dan Aykroyd had a show where he played a minister. Ooh, I would love to watch that. Wow. <laughs> and it I think it crossed over with full, uh not Full House, Home Improvement. <gasps> it what? did. I yeah. remember
0: him on uh uh Home Improvement. Here's the thing. I loved Home Improvement as a kid. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. And then I found out the type of human being that he actually was. And now yeah. I don't care anymore.
1: When you say him, you mean Al Borland, right?
0: Yeah, the main character, the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor
1: Al. I just made a great, a great joke and Ryan, Ryan's not knowing who people are totally. I don't know
0: who I said
1: are. Al, Bo- Al Borland's the guy who wears the flannel, not Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's his real name,
1: though. Tim the, Allen? Tim Allen? No, Tim, yeah, Tim Allen, in the yeah. show, it's He's... Tim the Toolman K- Taylor. His sidekick yeah. is Al Borland. Uh, whatever. Yeah.
0: The, the, the main character <laughs> of the show, that actor. Once I found out the type I, of person I, he I, was, I felt bad,
1: so I had to go back and explain the joke to you, because I, want, so I wanted you to explained. appreciate it. <laughs> um. But no, yeah, you should definitely check out Soul Man and.
0: Okay.
1: I don't know how you find it.
0: Uh, there's probably clips on YouTube yeah. or something. Oh, I'm sure there is. Pirated.
1: <laughs> devin how about you What's who's your snl weekend update
2: yeah this is gonna be real disappointing i never watch weekend update i think of like if i think of any anchor it's going to be what's his name, seth meyer
1: seth meyers okay but yeah seth meyers he's like twice. the
2: only person i think of when i do it because i think i've like seen him do it like twice but that's that, really
1: it is that just because you watch the stefan bits
2: that's exactly it because yeah. i watch the stefan bits
0: stefan's funny I... stefan's funny, yeah there's, there's maybe like two or three bits that I've ever seen. Like, I think my funniest one of him is when he was talking about some nightclub. He's probably done it a, a dozen times. <laughs> that narrows but... it down. Yeah, I know. I know. He's probably <laughs> done it a thousand times. But
1: What's weird is if you watch the very first sketch that they did Stefan with, it's huh? like Stefan and his brother played by Ben Affleck pitching a screenplay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It's really weird.
0: It just hit me. I know about when I stopped watching SNL. When? It was when people were really big on judging you if you watched SNL or Mad TV. Oh. Oh, uh, where that divide happened, and they're like, oh Mad TV's the better one. It was around that time that SNL kind of changed in the humor aspect, and I stopped watching. Okay. Interesting. It ju- I can see that. It just hit me now.
1: That's, a, that's interesting. So right yeah. around the turn of the century. Yeah. God, I sound old
2: yeah like, that sounded really uh, old
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i always like i always like both of them like i yeah. would between the two i'd probably watch snl but if like mad tv was on like in the afternoon i'd I'd check it out i've got like i first. like will sass will sasso uh keen peel were good on there um yeah. i've got the, the first. What, what what's the little boy's oh, name Stuart? Stuart. yeah yeah
0: yeah, and then you've got In Living Color, which I've got the first two seasons of on DVD. I've never <laughs> seen that.
1: Oh, man. We'll have to send you a... Have you seen any of In Living Color?
0: Never.
2: I, I don't think I could even, like, picture what it is.
1: Oh, man. what
2: That... Oh, my
1: God. It's where Jim Carrey got noticed for the first time, really. Really? His
0: safety character. His uh... first skit, I believe, was the one where he shoved his hand in a meat grinder to prove to the person working there that it was dangerous. <laughs> wow. Wow
1: and then uh jim carrey being vanilla ice Mm -hmm. (laughs) what yeah the the group chat's gonna blow up with living color sketches so
2: good i can't wait
1: all right so i think that does it for our game night episode (laughs) yeah uh tune in next week where we start off our holiday month of december because guys there's some holidays in december don't know don't know if you knew that um
0: again if i had a dollar for every time alan made a joke about something like that
1: yeah but you don't you know so what? you're still broke as fuck yeah true,
2: <laughs> Very true. i but feel your pain ryan
1: just remember you're doing better than me uh, <laughs> <laughs> um oh. yeah so next week we're gonna start talking about holiday films i think the yes. first one we're gonna do is a bit of a stretch but I'm told that it takes place during the holiday season, so we're doing it. I've never seen Rocky, guys, so...
0: Oh, yeah. The first Yeah, one? this fits. The first one. Takes place around Christmas. The... Yeah. I I yeah. know there are scenes of snow, but... <laughs> <And> supposedly, <laughs> from what
1: I understand, and it could be completely wrong, but it, the whole thing, like, the fight takes place on New Year's, and, like, their first date's at Thanksgiving.
0: Oh. Uh... Okay. that That's... Hey, I don't that know. Qualifies? That qualifies.
1: It, yeah. So I'm just taking this word from the other podcast that I listen to, and we're going with it. <laughs> so, I'm all right with it. Yeah. That so, works. so for you, have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan.
0: I'm Ryan, and I'm Deb.
1: And we'll see you next week.
0: Homie, don't play that. Tell me when
1: will you be mine?